Welcome to your behind the scenes BFF podcast. I'm your host, Kate, and I'm a teacher turned entrepreneur, mom of two, and I not only help small business owners prepare their business to delegate and hire a virtual assistant, but I teach and mentor virtual assistants on how to start and grow a successful business by booking their dream clients. Trust me, I get it. Building a business can be super overwhelming at times, but here you don't have to do it alone. So let's dive in to this week's episode. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am feeling a little hoarse today. Um, Allergies in Arizona right now are so bad. I don't know if they're kicking your butt wherever you are, Um, but they are so bad here. (laughs) So my voice is a little hoarse um, and I just sound, I feel like I sound congested. Maybe you can't even tell, but I feel like you can. Um, So there's that little caveat for today's episode. But today's episode is a little different than what I've ever done before. Um, And it's a Q&A on the podcast. So what I did was posted a question box. I did it like two times over the last couple months. Um, What questions you wanted answered on this podcast episode. And we got some really good submissions. And I just figured it'd be a fun way to answer some questions that you have. It's just a very casual, like BFFs chatting over coffee kind of way. And if you like this type of episode, let me know and we will definitely do more of them. But we're going to go ahead and dive in because I got a little long winded on (laughs) these answers to these questions in my outline and I want to make sure we cover all of it. So let's get started. All right. The first question is how to leave teaching to become a VA without losing income. So I know I have a lot of teachers in this community and I actually left the classroom myself in 2018. So I often get messages that are similar to this one or maybe even like I want to leave teaching, but I just don't even know where to start or I want to be at home with my kids, but I just, yeah, like I just don't know even where to get started um, and what that looks like. So I thought we'd kick today off with this one. One of the best things about being a virtual assistant is the flexibility of it, which is why I also think that being a VA is one of the best, if not the best, in my opinion, side hustles out there. Since you pick your hours and your availability, you can absolutely work it alongside your full-time job. And that is why I would personally recommend that you start working your VA business on the side. And then once you're comfortable with where your income is at with the business, you can then take it full time if that's something that you want to do. Everyone's family and work and income situation is different. So while there's people who definitely do quit their full-time jobs and then start their business and hit the ground running, I think for most of us, we started our businesses as a side hustle while working full-time. And I mean, that's how I started my first business, actually, when I was a teacher, and I was also commuting about an hour, hour and a half each way, so like three hours total of driving a day, on top of also coaching basketball at the time. So at the time, I wasn't a virtual assistant. I did not know a virtual assistant was even a thing, but if I did, I think I probably would have started doing this then because of that flexibility. So I think no matter what you currently do full time, whether it's work a nine to five or you're a teacher, 
whatever it might be, you can absolutely start your business small with one to two clients and then start building it from there on the side. And then if you want to take it full time, you can, especially if you don't want to lose income. Now, something I do with my students in the VA roadmap is help them come up with their services and prices, right? And part of that starts with creating an income goal and then creating your hourly rate or packages that get you to that goal while also remaining competitive in the market. Most business owners are comfortable paying between 15 and 35-ish dollars an hour for a VA. And that obviously depends on the VA's experience, testimonials, if they have a specialty, etc. So my advice would be to figure out how much you need or want to make with your VA business and then figure out how much time you have to actually work with clients. Because keep in mind, you need at least an hour or two a week to actually work on your own business, like do your own social media content, do your bookkeeping, like whatever it might be. Um, So you don't want to get totally booked up with clients that you don't have any time to actually work on your own stuff. And then when you have that figured out, calculate what your hourly rate should be or what packages you could offer and then how many clients you need with those rates to hit your goal. I'm a big fan of goals, but I'm an even bigger fan of plans. So those are going to help you get you to where you want to be and help you get to your goal. So long story long, if you don't want to lose any income while going from your current career to building your business as a VA, I would definitely start with your business on the side, set some income goals. And then when you get to the point where you feel comfortable enough, which to be honest, it's always going to feel a little scary making a career change, even if you are making the income that you need to make. They don't call it a leap of faith for nothing, right? (laughs) Then you can take your business full time. All right. Next question. Do you have help with childcare to help you balance your work life? I'm really glad someone asked this question, honestly, because I've been wanting to talk about what childcare looks like for us, but honestly, I just keep forgetting. And I'm also like, does anybody actually care? Um, But it has looked so different for us in different seasons. And I think, I don't think there's a right or a wrong way to do it, but we've really found what works for us and I'm really loving it. So going to give you a little backstory. I started your behind the scenes BFF when my son was 17 months old, 16 months old. I don't know, somewhere right around there. I'm pretty sure 17 months old. Um, and I was also pregnant with my second at the time we did not have childcare like at all. I worked during nap time and after Luke went to bed, um, before he got up in the morning, just pockets of my day. At that point, maybe like a month or so in, we did end up getting a gym membership that has childcare for like two, two and a half hours a day, depending on their age. So I would actually go a couple times a week, take Luke to the gym. He would go to like the kids camp area. I would work out and then I would work for like the extra hour or hour and a half in the cafe while he got some much needed playtime with other kids and they do activities and whatnot. He just absolutely loves it there. Now at this time, Luke had been on the wait list for a preschool that I loved and we wanted him to go very part-time just so I could get some consistent and solid work time in. But I don't know where it's like where you are, but our wait lists are crazy long here. Um, there's a major teacher shortage, not just in like elementary, you know, like primary school ages or like high school, but actually like in preschool as well and daycare. Um, and so 
we were just on the wait list for a long time. And since we didn't need childcare, like we're, because I am able to work at home with him, it wasn't an emergency type situation where we had to go take him somewhere else and find somewhere else that didn't have a wait list, which I'm pretty sure everywhere had some sort of wait list. We just made it work and just waited. Um, so then I had my second, I went on maternity leave. And then right when I was about to come back to work, we got a call from that preschool 10 months after they put us on the wait list (laughs) that they had a part-time spot available for Luke, which was a huge, huge blessing. So then for a couple months, Luke went to the preschool part-time. I think he was doing like two to three days a week. And then I had the baby home with me full-time. So then fast forward to January of this year, we decided to put Jackson in the same little preschool daycare that Luke is in. So they have different classes for different ages all the way up, like starting at, you know, really, really little infant and then all the way up to even after school care for elementary kids. So I was just honestly finding myself really struggling with work-life balance and not being able to be like fully present in work and then fully present in mom life. So being able to have, you know, that focused time when the kids were at preschool and daycare to work. And then when they were home, I was like fully focused on mom life. Um, That was really important to me. My husband also works a lot and the hours are really odd with long days. So, you know, it just having them go somewhere just a couple times a week was really beneficial in the first like quarter of this year because I was slammed with clients. Honestly, I was slammed with just work in general and was having just a hard time balancing it all. So having that childcare was great to kind of like get our feet on under us. Plus we decided to move (laughs) buy a new house and all the things. So it was just really, really great and really helpful. Fast forward again to now we actually have decreased the boys' time since then because honestly, I just missed them. Um, they were going four days a week part-time, so not like the whole day or anything, a few hours a day. I think, what were we doing? Like four to six hours a day, basically, um, so that I would have a true like four-day work week, but I don't know. Honestly, the last couple months, I have just wanted them home with me more. And a big reason why I'm an entrepreneur is so that I can design a life that I want. And that includes my schedule. So now we still have childcare through that preschool and daycare. We are doing two days a week from about nine to two or nine to three. So on those days, I'm head down in work or doing coaching calls And then the other three days of the week, because I don't work on weekends, I work during nap time and just like, I don't know, pockets of my day again. Or when my husband has Mondays off, which he usually has Monday, Tuesdays off. Um, So when he has Mondays off, I usually go work at a coffee shop. He gets quality time with the boys and it just gives me an extra time to get some things done. So... I really wanted to walk you through kind of what the journey was with childcare for us, because I just think there's different solutions for different seasons. 
for the first 21 months of my oldest life. I worked during nap time and pockets of my day between this business and my previous one. Or maybe if grandma wanted to come pick him up and hang out with him, like I would also work a little bit during then, but there was just nothing consistent ever. Um, And now I have two consistent, solid days of work that I think really helped me be intentional with my time, both with work and with being a mom. So in case you're wondering what it might look like for you, it can look however you want it to. You 100% can build a successful business during nap time and pockets of your day. And I know that because I did it. And you can also utilize childcare if that's an option for you and something that you want to do. There is no right or wrong way to do it. It's whatever's best for your family. Right now in this season, what's best for our family is having the two consistent days that they go to daycare and preschool. They get to have some really fun interaction with other people and other kids um, while I'm able to get work done both with this business and my other business, The Working Gal Co., and then when they're home, I'm able to be 100% present with them. And then when my, my husband is home, because like I said, he works a lot, we can have family time together because he usually works the weekends. So being able to have that family time together instead of it being like, hey, can you take the boys so I can get work done? And then like my husband and I never seeing each other or us not ever really having good quality time as like a family unit. I don't know. That just, that stuff is really important to us. And it took us like a while of figuring out what, you know, really worked for our family in terms of like zero childcare, going a little bit heavier on childcare with the four days a week. Um, and then now I feel like we've found the perfect solution for us right now in this season. So that is what that looks like for us. Jumping into this episode really quick to let you in on something that I have been working on that is officially available to the public. I decided that to kick off the summer, I would teach my signature program, the VA Roadmap, live so that I can not only help you go from launching your business as a virtual assistant to booked out with your dream clients, but also hold you accountable every step of the way. Starting May 22nd, we will be kicking off eight weeks of live teaching and coaching, one call every week, recordings available within 24 hours in case you miss, and it will include a private group Voxer chat as well for the eight weeks. So you can ask questions and get to know the others in the cohort. You'll also get lifetime access to the VA Roadmap, our signature course and program, plus all of its future updates. You'll also get three months of free access to our Facebook community, monthly office hours, and our BTS BFF Connect lead program, which launched last week. That is where job postings are directly sent from business owners looking for a VA, and you will be able to connect with them and see if it's a good fit. After the first three months, it's only $19 a month as well. If you've been thinking about starting your business as a virtual assistant and you've been waiting for the right time to jump in, this is it. Head to yourbtsbff.com slash summer program to get signed up, but make sure you do it ASAP because the doors will be closing May 21st. Now let's get back to this week's podcast episode. 
All right, next question we have is how do you gain the confidence to launch a new business? I honestly really love this question because it's something I don't think I've ever been asked before. I think when it comes to gaining confidence to launch your business, it really comes down to three things. Number one, your why. Number two, your belief. And number three, your action. Your why is the thing that is going to get you up out of bed in the morning. It's the reason I'm recording this podcast episode before my kids get up for the day. It is the burn in your belly, that drive that's going to carry you through even on the hard days. You can't have confidence or success without that, without your why. Your belief is next, and I think this includes both belief in the business you are building or the services you are offering and how it has the ability to serve others, but also belief in yourself that you can do it. I think it's the latter that people maybe struggle with the most because it's that confidence piece, right? So then I fall back on, do I believe in my business and what I have to offer? If the answer is yes, okay, then what the heck is holding you back from believing in yourself to deliver that? That might be a good journal question to dig into if that's something you struggle with. However, I think the next part is really going to help. I believe that the majority of confidence comes from action. The more action you take towards your goals and dreams, the more confidence will come because you start to see that positive feedback, whether it's from other people or it's from gaining clients or you're starting to see an income or even intrinsically, like being proud of yourself for taking the leap of faith and following through on something you said that you would do. I think it's inaction that holds a lot of people back, not only because in order to start a new business, you obviously have to do things for it, like actually take action, (laughs) but because inaction allows for self-doubt to creep in. But if you are able to take action and move forward, it doesn't allow for that time of that time or space for negative feedback loops to start spiraling out of control. So get really clear on your why, visualize that daily, create a business that you believe in so deeply that you can't help but have to share it with the world and then take action on that. Okay, the next two questions are from the same gal and she said as like a caveat to these next two questions, I'm in a nine to five right now and interested in being a VA. I'm just working through some things in my head. So I think we've all been there. Um, So these questions that she had, the first one is ways to not trade time for money forever. And I love this question because I know I say that about pretty much every question, but I do. I really love all these questions. I think that they um, are questions that lots of people have, and I hope that these answers are helping you. Um, But this question is something I talk a lot about in the VA roadmap with my students, Because in the beginning of your business, you may be working with an hourly rate or an hourly retainer. This means that you are getting paid directly with the amount of time or getting paid directly for the amount of time you are working, right? Which I really do think is a good thing to start out with in the beginning because you want to figure out how long it really takes for you to do things. Plus, in the beginning, when you're learning it, it's going to take you longer then after like a few weeks or a few months, you're going to obviously get faster and better at it, you know? But when that happens, now you're getting paid less, right? If you're getting paid hourly and now you're faster, you're getting paid less for the same amount of work. However, you're faster and you're better. 
it doesn't make sense to me for you to take a pay cut because of that, you know? So that's when I might start to consider package options that are like, okay, for this package, I'm going to include this, this, and this for X amount of money. That way you can not only price for the time you're spending on the tasks, but you also are pricing for your experience and the quality of work. So packages would be a great fit for you if this is something that, okay, now you're at the point where you really are, you've been doing hourly rate, you've been doing these hourly retainers, now it's time to create some packages so you can scale a little bit easier. Generally, when people are ready to start offering packages, they've also started to figure out what services they really like the most or what they want to niche down in as well, whether that's services or that's, um, you know, even particular clients or types of clients. And then you can also create and offer passive products like templates for small business owners, courses, all that kind of stuff. This is something that might come a little easier, like I said, as you get further into your business and see what people need, what you like to educate on or support people in, and then create solutions that you can sell once they're created. So then you just promote them and they become passive income. Um, For example, if you really like doing Pinterest and so say you start out as a VA, you're kind of doing a whole bunch of different things. You find out that you really love doing Pinterest. So then you start offering services just for Pinterest. You niche down, you create those packages. And then from there, you're like, oh, you know, what are some templates that I could offer people that would be helpful for them with their own Pinterest for them to kind of DIY their Pinterest? Um, Maybe that's creating some like pin templates on Canva and selling those. Maybe it's creating like a mini workshop teaching you about, you know, I don't know, the three top things about Pinterest that people need to know. Um, and then selling that for like $27 or something. And then maybe it's creating like a full blown Pinterest marketing course that people can read or not read, I guess. (laughs) People can like watch, I guess, read some of it. um, And they can learn about Pinterest and how they can DIY it in their business. So those are all ways that um, you could eventually introduce, you know, different passive products in your business. You could also scale like a different business model Um, For example, if you scale to like an agency model where you have other service providers working on client accounts, so you have other VAs helping you, that way you can bring on more clients than you could only handle yourself. But that comes also with, you know, you're going to have to be managing your team and um, a lot of other stuff. So it's definitely a great option for some people. And so I wanted to mention that just in case, you know, that's something that you're interested in. But there are just a ton of ways to scale and stop trading time for money. I think it just all happens in stages, right? The opportunities are really endless, um, which is another reason why I love helping women start their business as VAs. I just think it opens the doors to so many different opportunities. So while you may just start out, you know, working as a VA with one-to-one clients, um, that might just be a stepping stone for you. You never know what you might come across. Okay, the last question is, what does taking time off look like for a VA? And this is another common question I get, and I think it's valid to worry about. Um, 
because it's like, okay, well, if I'm helping other people with their business, then like, how do I ever take time off? But it's really simple. And it's just like any other career, in my opinion, if you know you're going to be out or on vacation or whatever, just plan with your clients. Let them know as soon as you know, give them a good notice, like, hey, I'll be out these days. And then you can come up with a plan together. Maybe that looks like doing work ahead of time. So there's nothing to even do over that time. And like your client doesn't have to do any of that work either. Or maybe the client's cool with taking over some of the things for that period of time. It just depends on how you guys want to work it out. Um, But communication is the biggest piece of this. Just talk with your clients about what you both would like it to look like. Now, if it's like a sick day or something came up, um, something like that, again, it's just super important to communicate. I personally schedule projects or tasks to get complete before they're actually have to be done, like give myself some buffer room just in case something like this happens unexpectedly, especially as a mom, you know, like if my kids are sick or, um, I get sick, whatever the case might be, I just feel like it's best practice really in any line of work to not wait until last minute. I mean, even when you're in school and you're studying for a test or needing to do homework, you're not going to want to wait until the night before. Right. But you also can and should absolutely take time off. I took a maternity leave after having my second. And what I did was I actually hired a VA for myself who took over my clients' accounts during that time. But I also communicated this with my clients like two to three months before my leave started. And we just came up with what my VA would do and what they would do during that time. And all was good. I also, like I said, have had times where my kids are sick or I'm sick and I just communicate with that with my clients. That's the biggest thing. Communication. Also, if you haven't yet, make sure you check out episode 18 because I talk about setting boundaries with clients and time off can absolutely be one of those boundaries. An example is I don't work weekends. So I communicate that even before I take a client on. So again, check out that podcast episode. Um, but you don't need to be available all the time. Just communicate, plan ahead, just like you would with any other job. Okay. That is all of the questions that I had for this go around. This was really fun for me because I was able to see exactly what you were wondering about and dive into that. So I hope it was helpful for you. If you want to do this again, let me know. And I will absolutely make it a more regular episode type. That being said, I hope you have a great rest of your week. I hope you are staying cool where you are because here in Arizona, we've officially hit triple digits. So pray for us. Um, But I will chat with you next week.